Um, yo, what's happening? It's Foobs. Hello. Um, this is Gracie. Say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I didn't realise that you were first saying yo to everybody else. I thought you were saying yo, what's happening to me, which is why I interrupted yeah, you. Yeah, nah, usually I'm just like, yo, what's happening? It's the Foobs. Um, because <laughs> fun. I remember That's I used bad. to think it was cliche for so long. And now, mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, usually I just play, yo, it's Foobs, but it doesn't matter. You already know who I am anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> for new listeners, how are you going to, like, increase your numbers if you aren't polite and welcoming to the new people and yeah, introducing Making yourself. them. Yeah. I was the one who was being rude by, like, you know, dissing all of those yeah. guys and not acknowledging oh, them. Wait, being like, episode, I'm here. Button in. <laughs> I know, which I feel is not, like, in character for me. Usually I'd be a very polite person, but there you go. It's a new medium, this fucking Zoom chats and that, you know? Um, slightly i do think that zoom is slightly better for like taking social cues speaking on the phone i'm still just really bad at and like especially with someone who i don't know very well i'm just like is it time to hang up yet am i like have i said goodbye in the right way you know do you get do you get that Uh, i don't don't get that at all like see if i'm on the phone (laughs) and i'm like all right cool i just i just (laughs) i just put the phone down people annoyed people get annoyed about all the time and i just i I think I kind of get it, but I'm like, I don't know. I no, think so you're the kind of person. Like, I think uh, you're the kind of person that like to speak to. Pardon? I think when I say goodbye on the phone, it's like I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you at some point. It's not like yeah. the goodbye yeah. just feels too much like goodbye. Mm. Too final. See, yeah. yeah, I need to speak to people like you on the phone because like none of my dithering will come in. You'll just be like, yeah, but then you'll up. be waiting on the phone. And you'll be like, hello. Like, oh, you're talking up on me, and that's when folks are like, "Wait, that's weird." No, I'll just be like, "Oh, thank- okay, good, it's done." <laughs> most people feel the way you do. That's why they go, "Bye, bye, 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 bye." Yeah, blah, 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 yeah. No one knows yeah. how to end it, and I'm just like, "Just hang up the fucking phone." Yeah, I think um, I really have done the lot of like hanging up and being like, "Okay, oh, hang, all right, bye, hanging up now, yeah. bye." That's what everyone else does. That's the <laughs> thing terrible. I don't get. I don't get. Yeah. I'm like, why you just say goodbye once? And then satisfaction. I think you know what is. I started off saying <laughs> goodbye, and then instead of waiting for them to be like bye, I'll just play like, bye, and then get ready to hang up. And by the time I hung up, they've said goodbye, and it's fine. And then it's just <laughs> at the point where I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna see. I'm good at doing that at work, and just like you don't. I always end up speaking on speakerphone at work, and it's much easier to be like, "What am I asking? I've asked the thing. You've said the thing. Right, bye, and yeah. do it That's decisive." <laughs> you're always at work please you're working hard i'm working hard but mm. i think i've just like i don't know i i do have this attitude right now especially because since i stopped smoking i've been like <clears throat> and um i do just kind of have this attitude, just be like i do not have time for any kind of fucking chit chat and bullshit I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you tomorrow. I'm gonna text you in ten minutes. Like, okay, cool, bye. Like, like You're everyone like... texts each other all the time anyway. That it's like, if I've got anything additional to add, I'll just slap mm-hmm. it a text or I'll slap it an audio message or whatever. Your business, Reese. You're like, right, bye. My time is money. Such efficient communication that I don't know why we're saying hello and goodbye so much. <laughs> it feels old fashioned. Like you know, in the back of the day, imagine you didn't have telephones, right? When you seen somebody, you'd be like, hello. Give them a hug, you know, you've not seen them for ages, blah blah blah. And then when you say goodbye, you don't know when you're gonna get to see them next. But with a phone, it's yeah. like if you have something it's to say, just in two seconds. Yeah. When you when you want. So goodbye to Maybe you need to you need to go like more continental and just be saying just crack out chows all the time. Yeah, just yeah. like chow, chow, chow. 
Yeah, I do actually say ciao in real life quite a lot. In real life, I say ciao because that's that they they've got it down. Like other countries have words for shit that's better than our words. Mm. That was one of those ones where you can just be like, "Yo, ciao, 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 ciao," and go, and it just sounds so much nicer and rolls off a bit easier than bye. Oh, I just sounds. Weird. I don't know, man. Ciao, ciao always just makes me think of. Um, did you ever play the Sonic the Hedgehog like racing game? Or there, there wasn't racing. There's like levels Sega of Mega Drive. No, this was I can't I can't remember. It must have been on either the GameCube or the PlayStation. Probably GameCube. Mm, maybe not actually. Maybe not. Anyway, there were these little chows in it. These they were called chows, uh, and you could like grow them and race them. <laughs> you could like make them cool <laughs> by giving them energy bars to eat. Not not energy like. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, that's what I think of when everyone says chow. Is these cute little cute little like weird things from that game that you could make race each other in swimming contests sometimes that was pretty sweet <laughs> that's not the sonic game i played the sonic game i played was 2d it went round in circles you collected coins that was that you fought a boss yeah there's that too that's like the levels and then the extra bit you can like yeah, after you've yeah. done the level you can go and go and feed your chairs up and, and make them race <laughs> you have to remember i played i only played it on the sega mega drive and you have to remember like games were pretty much like 50 megabytes <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, this was definitely a later version. <laughs> 50 megabytes of information on a cartridge this size, you're like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Crack in. 50. Boom. You met, like, I do, I have a lot of nostalgia for that shit now. And it's so funny because, like, to our mm. grandparents and shit, they were like, what is this game stuff? Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, it's it's funny the, um, as, as the role of development and technology and all this kind of stuff is just like feels in many ways exponentially fast than like the contrast of like technology when we were kids and what was like wild and new and stuff compared with and like our parents being like whoa this is crazy happening like now you know from when I was a teenager to now I'm just like holy I don't know how anything works <laughs> I'm I'm good at it when stuff comes out I just like I can get it and just be like this is it's intuitive it's like really easy for me to use but I think I was very fortunate because, like, when I first moved in with my stepdad, he stayed in the same house with our great-granddad. And he was, like, you know, he, he worked until he was, like, I think he died when he was 94, but he was working well into his 80s. And he was one of these guys that, like, you know, he'd served in the war and stuff, he'd worked really hard. My, dad, my stepdad was, like, into racing and things like that. But he mm. was really into computers. So when I moved into that house, upstairs in one of the bedrooms, like a spare room, he had like an old Win Microsoft DOS machine. He had an old Windows 98 machine. And so like mm. very quickly, I actually got access to computers. Like quite early, before a lot of my friends, like my friends were getting consoles, but my mum, mm -hmm. my mum, my my we couldn't actually afford any of that. Right. So I actually got to use these computers first. And then I was always a year or two yeah. behind with the consoles. <laughs> Kind of but funny. just super with the computing, nice. Yeah, because I didn't think anything of it, but I was really, I've always been really good at computing. I was good at yeah. it at school, even when, like, a few years ago, I got really into programming and stuff like that. I just find all that stuff, I just find it so mm. easy. And Maybe like, you should be a hacker. Well, this is the thing, I, I think, I, I see the same thing that I think Steve Jobs said in his head of being like, when you have access to this technology and you realise what it's capable of and what and the level of communication it gives I just feel like when I'm on my phone, the reason I don't say goodbye is because I'm always connected to people. Mm. We're not separate anymore. We used to not yeah. see each other for a long time. You didn't know when you would see people. But now it's yeah. like, I'm just a text away. It takes two seconds to, to do for me. Yeah. Like, you know, people kind of, 
I used to have all these problems with having too many notifications and stuff. But now that I'm doing what I want to do with my devices, I can deal with my notifications nice. as soon as they come, like really, really quick, and I just get it done. Yeah. That's handy. Yeah. I have to want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know, it's funny because, like, the, the contrast of, I don't know, I'm not very switched into my phone and don't, um, or, well, adding lots of ways, you know, it's, like, incredibly useful and stuff. But in terms of uh, messaging people a lot, then I think I'm quite bad at keeping in touch with people, depending depending on it like I definitely just forget and don't respond to things or just like if I don't respond to something in the moment then it's like two weeks go by and I'm like oh fuck this person yeah. and I think it's gotten worse with or maybe worse I don't know worse and better with the pandemic because like you know I'm now away from almost all of like I don't I don't see the vast majority of my friends now and so yeah. I'm like sometimes better at keeping in touch and sometimes much worse <laughs> I'm just like hoping that they're still hanging about waiting for when I do get in touch I know but the thing is like I'm not that best at keeping in touch with people mm. in the past yes <laughs> like when I'm sitting on my laptop in the living room when a couple people come in the living room I put my earphones on <laughs> like yeah. I'm doing something here I, don't, I do feel uh, I have I definitely I'm a bit different I think it's like it's so funny because here's the thing you stay really fucking busy right mm. and I was curious do you like write down a schedule or in any way, use any kind of like calendar. How do I do my stuff? Yeah, how do you get all your shit done? Because I use my, I've started using my Google Calendar, and I've got everything from like not hour by hour, but you know I've got <laughs> morning exercises, breakfast, lunch, mm-hmm. dinner, and evening exercises plugged in, and then then I can see clearly where I've got hours to fill with yeah. my time, and then I can look at the month and I can start <laughs> to sort things that I want to do. But if I didn't have that. I'm totally lost, totally yeah. lost. I kind of keep track of my time. I kind of get to bed in the morning. I need that. I don't need a prompt from the calendar because I I yeah. prompt myself when I get up to just check my calendar first thing, and just yeah. knowing I have things planned is enough to go. Whereas you seem to just do that automatically. And I was saying <laughs> mention, it's funny because it's almost like you have learned to do it like naturally from just watching people do this stuff. <laughs> Whereas I'm the complete opposite. I feel like I've maybe actually haven't been paying attention to what everyone's up to. And I've actually been maybe been too absorbed in technology to the point where I'm quite emotionally intelligent with people, but mm. emotions and all that kind of stuff, that stuff kind of throws me off. I'm like, I'm definitely a bit more like calendar kind of person. Yeah. I kind yeah. of thought about, I thought, I thought for a while, maybe it was like some kind of like spectrum thing, but I'm not really mm. big on labeling myself on shit. I'm just like, people are different. And at the end of the day, yeah. like, as long as we can communicate, that's all I care about. Yeah, really. for sure. I think also, you know, like different stuff just works for different people, right? Like there are different ways of motivating yourself and keeping track of things. And that's fine. I think like, I mean, for me then being, being busy begets busyness and just like being in the mindset of like doing a lot of stuff makes it, um, makes you more active and makes like being able to, yeah, I don't know, achieve tasks or like finish tasks a lot easier because you're just like, yeah, you just do a thing and it's done. But in terms of like actually organizing myself, then that's um, usually I used to always have a diary that was that I would like put my major, major yeah, stuff. That's in. what it is, is. You've done the diary mm-hmm. bit already. Yeah. And then now you've done it for because I've done things like, like I said, I've got lunch in that program in there, but I now know my lunches at one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't done that before. You know, I I lost the ability. (laughs) When the thing is, as well as I think it has a lot to do with like, um, you know, when I was homeless and stuff, and you're not working, like I Mm. couldn't go to work because of depression and stuff. 
Yeah. That, that is where I lost all. I lost every ability to schedule because I was just mm. totally on my own schedule and my schedule was literally filled with yeah. nothing other than the meditation and food. Yeah, time's, time's so relative depending on how you're experiencing it as well. Like, Yeah, but it's funny because yeah, now I see myself coming to the other side and I'm like, fuck. Like, I, definitely, I definitely know I'm on a good path now, for sure. Yeah. Now that I'm That's using cool. the schedule and now that I've got yeah. into that habit, I can see those things getting into my bodily routine and becoming a bit easier to naturally remember. I think that's yeah. what baffles my mind. Ever since I've met you, I've just been like, how the fuck does she remember to do it? <laughs> like, I have to focus on one thing and then check my schedule to see what's next and then go, oh yeah, I was going to do that. And then my mind can divert. Whereas you kind of like finish and you go, right, on to the next thing and you just go and do it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Again. Are you finding it? I mean, like, but when... When you're in that way of like just getting stuff done, you just do oh, it, right? absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like when yeah, when yeah. you can actually like complete your task and stay totally focused on it and let everything and like and you know you've got that time allotted for that next thing, mm. and then once that's done, you can then just completely divert your mind onto the next task, and it's kind of yeah. like you start this kind of like rolling forward thing where you start one task and it goes on to the next one, and it goes, on, and it does yeah. start to like, yeah, you end up like I've now been like I have been the most productive in the past. Two weeks alone than I've ever been in my entire nice. life I nice. for a long time I've not been this productive yeah I've got into it does years. I mean it helps as well that you're doing something that you care about and are interested in though right like yeah. that's that just totally makes a difference for sure, um, I actually fun. recently got uh because I had to patch my diary when I was doing absolutely nothing during the pandemic and was furloughed and stuff um then I got I don't have a diary anymore and so I decided to get an app so I'm back on the back got on the stuff yeah yeah well it's sweet I find this one that's like I don't know I've got I'm definitely a to-do list person as well and I don't always do everything on the to-do list but I like making a list of what I need to do and being like these are the things and it just like helps me keep keep on top but um but this is like an app that's kind of like a game and that you've got like a little 8-bit character and you can like write down the things that you want to do or whatever and then when you do them then your character is like and like gets a gets a point <laughs> or whatever or like gets it's like extra life sometimes it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> it's, it's a good thing though it's a good thing though yeah no yeah it's very it's very like unambiguous like rewards for doing stuff I feel like a kid <laughs> uh, that's quite good to be honest I mean like I think yeah there I can see how it would be useful for people for sure. I mm. think I've swayed so far off what what normal people are like that actually like I, I don't know because I've oh, been using I've been using my Google Calendar and but like, we that normal people are like what are normal people? <laughs> uh, I don't normal people who'd be amused by that. I would just be oh, annoyed. Okay. I'd be like, this guy's just annoying me now. It's wasting like when I when the guy gets like when that guy's like there to be like yeah you did something I just be like but it, it would be like the little paperclip thing used to get Microsoft Word. I'll just be like turn that off right now distraction oh yeah remember so Microsoft Word there used to be a little paper clip that like yeah, gave you yeah. tips that little dude yeah I can't um, remember what his name is but he was fuck that shit annoys me yeah I mean it's pretty I don't know man it's not it's 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 very minimal interaction it's more just like a helpful to-do list and it like I think it you know I'm definitely as a contrast between us right then I have was very academic and stuff when I was younger and blah 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 and so like I work well in a like school environment and work well being like you know yeah. I like getting a sticker <laughs> uh, uh, do you know what though um I, I I wasn't like that when I was really young I did mm. go through a phase though when I was at college 
Um, and like, I don't know, life kind of was, was all right for a little bit. And like, I was doing really well. And like, when I went back to college after going, after leaving school and going to work for a little bit, when I went back to college, I was a lot more like, now it's, I'm here to study. And I knew, I knew I was there for a reason. I think I realized at some point, like I, I, I was dating this girl at this time as well. And she was like, she'd went to a private school. Her mom and dad were quite well educated. And yes. it was the first time I was actually in an environment with people who had a decent level of education, really. Because my family really hadn't had barely been into college, you know what I mean? So they all kind of worked in trades and were just family people. And I think that was when I realized I was like, I'm a bit of a dipshit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not in a bad way, but I was like, I need to learn some stuff. And I started kind of reading mm-hmm. and doing a bit of painting. And that was when I started doing programming. And I started like learning and I was like, I need to go to college and do stuff. And so I did really well and I got back into it. But then I kind of dropped out of that for a bit. And now I think I'm finally starting to get back to that. I'm finally starting to get back to that thing where I'm like, um, I do want the starts. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I mm. want to go, um, I want to go back to school and be like the most, the best guy in the class. Yeah. Like, I'm, and I'm ready. To, I'm ready as well. I'm ready to be like come second and be like, yeah, second now. Mm. We're going to next. <laughs> I'm like, I've got a good mentality now. Maybe you should go back to school. I actually got accepted for an interview at uni today. Oh, sick! What? What for? Got me the gold stars. Merci. Yeah, I'll give you a serious gold star. I'll send you uh, code. I've actually applied for this pretty much the same course Beth did, which is the yeah. 90s and social studies access course. Oh, cool. Um, wrote my personal statement in 10 minutes in the browser, <laughs> and then I deleted it straight afterwards. Beth cool. Was like, All right. you, and Beth you said like, that in. You were just like, I've done this, I've deleted it. Accept me. <laughs> I've got a very like I've gotten good at this uh, like artistic ability. The artist, this is the artist side of me. It's very easy for me to be completely fully honest and then just chuck mm. it. Uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? Like I can write a verse and be like, "That's the sickest verse I've ever written." Then, yeah, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to write more, so it's like it doesn't really bother me. Well, but, if you proofread your essays for you, then just hit me up. Well, essays I might need some help with because I have yeah. a really bad experience in high school of writing a it was like the first time I'd ever read a book and it like properly read a book and it was a Stephen King book and I fucking loved this book and I was like this is the fucking mm-hmm. sickest book ever it was Dolores Claiborne I liked it because it was like so disgusting and really... so it's actually about <laughs> it's, it's about a woman who has to like um like look after another elderly woman or something like that or someone who's going through some stuff and it goes into like the kind of like um like having mm-hmm. to care for her taking her to the bathroom and all the kind of horrible like stuff that kind of happens yeah and like, it's so funny because I had to go through a lot of that stuff with my granddad that when he got really unwell because he had really bad arthritis and really bad Parkinson's that he couldn't really help himself either. And mm-hmm. then he was dealing with the Alzheimer's and the Parkinson's. So he really needed a lot of care all the time. And he refused to go into any kind of care. Refused, mm-hmm. absolutely downright refused. So I actually got to experience it. But when I was in school, it was the disgusting aspect of it that I was like, this book is so weird. Like, I, it, it was just crazy. And I wrote this amazing essay and I stayed up for fucking like, you know, a whole, like every night for a whole week. And I was like, this essay is going to be fucking amazing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I went into school and I handed it in. And then two days later, there was fucking red pen everywhere, big F circled. Like, and I was just like, yeah. felt like I'd had my whole fucking, like that. Like, and that teacher was one of these teachers that, like, if you went into to day one and you're a bit an arsehole, which I was, mm-hmm. you, she would just totally was like, no, nah, this guy's faulty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, and it annoys me there was teachers like that, and I, and I, and I know there still is, because 
I know the kind of, I know people who were in my year at school who are now teachers who are those kind of people who mm. will judge these kids who are struggling because they have no idea what it's like to go through that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. this is why I wanted to go back to uni because people are like, oh, what are you going to study? I'm like, probably philosophy or something like that. But really all I'm going for is to learn how to do research and to learn how to write. Probably so mm. I can give speeches so I can actually change stuff. Mm. Yeah. Because you know, if I can research and write, I can make the right kind of content and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's. I think that, like, um, you'll see me I in that, that parliament building myself. one day. Pardon? You'll see me in that parliament building one day. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Um, I think that, like, it does, being articulate and verbose and all that kind of stuff does wonders for people thinking like people you know you know people think I'm smart yeah. uh and I think Maybe a lot of that I mean I think I'm smart but like well yeah but like I think it also I seem smarter because I'm good at articulating myself and like well-spoken and all that kind of stuff and it does like you know it goes away yeah, yeah. I definitely think of I definitely feel like what I've what I've what I've got in my head is what I've learned is what I've really learned from hip hop music. I was I was actually uh, interviewed mm -hmm. Skate Boobs earlier on, which is like a kind of female collective skate brand in Edinburgh, mm -hmm. and they're all at uni and stuff. And it was really interesting because I didn't realise how much they were actually struggling with it. Because I know myself that when I'm doing stuff, I have I'm not quite in line with my bodily routine yet. So I have times when I'm really productive, and then times when I feel like a mm -hmm. piece of shit. But when you've got fans online, that never stops. You know, mm. and so they're messing you about normal stuff. But when you're in a really bad place, it's really easy for you to take yeah. it the wrong way or to not really understand what they're saying because you're just not there. And it's not until you come back up that it makes sense again. And you can, and it's hard because when I when it first started happening, I think I've said some horrible things to people that I really didn't mean to. Oh, really? Not horrible, but I haven't really been able to empathize with them because I'm feeling so mm. low. It gets really hard to empathize with people when they've got an actual problem. You're, you're just kind of want to mm. be like, man, just deal with your shit. And you, sometimes that's mm. not helpful. Yeah, sometimes it's Yeah. <laughs> I was saying that to someone. I was like, "What is it? Hard love, or you know, you know, there's a there's a phrase people call. It. I'm pretty sure it's like tough hard love? love. What tough is that? Tough love. Tough love. Hard love. Hard love. Just give them some hard love in Reese. That'll sort them out. Yeah, give them some hard love and <laughs> there is this kind of thing like. <laughs> Some people think that like tough love is like a completely horrible, bad thing to do to someone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it actually has its place if used right in the right way. If you yeah, develop yeah. a good, if you can, if you can empathize someone with it at the start and build a friendship, you can then start to give them tough love and they accept it in a, in a new, yeah. in a different way. But I mean, I think definitely like your better friends are the, or your closer friends are the only ones who can like tell you if you're wrong, right? Yeah, <laughs> or like sure. it's easier to do that. It's funny because I honestly, now I noticed this recently I was like now I was like I'm finally starting to feel like I have actual close group of friends who I can tell stuff mm. to and like who I can who can bully me and I can bully them a little bit and I honestly <laughs> feel like I feel it's funny because like I honestly feel like I've never had that and in, in the same mm. way I'm having it now because even when I was in high school like I said again I said to the girls I were on I was like when I started high school um you know I didn't really, I never fit in anywhere, really. I didn't really know what was happening. So it's interesting. I'm just pretty much just doing what hip-hop artists have done. I'm like, you've got the knowledge, but you don't have the, the way to say it. So mm -hmm. I need to go and learn the way to say it because, yeah. you know, they were trying to reach people like them to bring them all together because that said something. 
I now need to go to the people who are the articulate ones who don't understand what it's like to be on the bottom. And I need to be able to learn their language and go up to them and be like, look, this is what I had to go through. This is what people are still going through. And it's something you can't see because I think that's what's happening. I think that there is like, I mean, I do think that there. Here, we've talked about me a lot. There's more success in advocacy and stuff. And like people are, uh, I suppose it comes with a bunch of stuff and with like social media and everyone being more interconnected and stuff. But definitely a lot of people are coming forward and using their using these things to talk about those kind of experiences and you've got like you know people like Loki and all of that who are good at articulating themselves and there's also you know there's a contrast between um, being able to articulate yourself in an academic way or like in a way that's like uh-huh. based on that kind of learning versus like being able to articulate yourself emotionally and appeal to people and like so much of you know you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about going to politics or whatever but like many very successful politicians who are currently <laughs> running the country are just like you know talk absolute shite they don't talk thing they don't speak in ways that make sense or are like people are like wow what he's saying is so smart or maybe they do think it's smart but like they're That's definitely the just I think there's people that do. well yeah but but they but <laughs> but we're really smart and we know that they're not doing that no, i'm kidding but like you know what they're really doing is appealing to people's emotions and like you know being saying that we shouldn't have any immigrants coming in here because they're gonna do all this scary stuff and they're just like it's such bullshit you know and it's not actually it's not actually having a it's oh man it's this whole fucking annoying thing of everyone now is like there are too many experts there are all these experts talking about things like why brexit's a really bad idea or like why all of this stuff that we're doing right now is bad or like why this pandemic's still bad even though really we've dealt with it and for some reason it's still bad i don't know it's such bullshit you know it's a really, it's a really, the thing is though, I, 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 I do, I do some, I, this is, this is why I want to go back to, this is why I want to go to uni though, because like, I feel like, I feel like I'm seeing the illusion in a way, and I feel like I can see a way to do something about it, but I just mm. can't get that out. Mm. And I thought that I would do it through music and art, and maybe I still will. But for some reason, I feel like I need to go and finish this thing that everyone else does. And I need to get that piece of paper that gets all these people, these like 35 grand a year jobs and stuff. I need to go and I need to go and finish that thing because I've been to college, what, three on three separate occasions now and only like barely finished one. And I Mm -hmm. I need to get I need to go. And now I'm in this kind of mindset of like, no, I need to go to Edinburgh University and I need to come out top of my class. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's how it's going to be and I'm going well, to keep working to get it done for sure I mean that's good and I'm glad that that's you know become apparent as something that's important yeah, that, to you but also speaking from my perspective then you know I went to university straight out of school and did that and then like patched it and now I'm like hey maybe I'll get a trade <laughs> so it, <laughs> you know it goes both ways I guess everything's good right uh, but I mean, we're still young though you I mean you might you might work in that trade for a few years and be like uh, I might go back again <laughs> no, oh no yeah for sure I definitely love to st- like studying's great <laughs> it's so much fun learning yeah, um, I do I do like it now yeah I definitely you know when I went to university because I did psychology among other things and like social science stuff um and some politics and history and everything and like definitely what I learned above everything else was that I really didn't want to do any more psychology <laughs> 
it can fuck with your head when 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 you don't really. That's the thing. Is like if you're not if you're not the right kind of person to to do that all the way through. You need to be a certain kind of person to really do that all the way through because if you've got any fucking sense of emotion, it's hard to do that shit because yeah. it just ends up getting all in your head and you're just like. You end up overanalyzing everything, everything that you're thinking and doing, and everything that's around uh, you. I didn't find, I didn't find that. I just, or like it was very. I really like the, the actual kind of psychology and, um, and the humanities element of it, and learning about just how people think and how different people think and stuff. But I think mm -hmm. what put me off was more just like, having to learn in such a structured way and not always getting to just do the things that I was interested in and having to like get a well-rounded <laughs> or just like focus on these things that I didn't care about as much which I think I'm not great at applying myself in that case I'm just gonna go to the back in one sec yeah I do bro. um if you're still listening at this point we haven't actually really got around introducing Gracie that much <laughs> but Gracie bro is my ex-flatmate um, she's a like she said she's been to uni and stuff she's also a joiner which is what she's doing now she's learning a trade um, and she's also a rapper which you know she hasn't mentioned yet so we're definitely going to bring that up because it's important um, the honey farm if you've never heard of them are uh, or druplet of, I don't know what you would refer to them at other than fucking geniuses. <laughs> Absolute fucking geniuses. But I'll let Gracie talk about that in a wee second. And um, what are we at? We're at 39 minutes. So we're going to cut the silence out. it's been fun going back to college or not I've never been to college before going to college for the first time having uh not been like in structured education for a long time and definitely you know from you have to go to class yeah not because of uh because of coronavirus and stuff then there isn't much actual class and like because it's it's hardly anyone was going to the college even when it was open which it isn't now uh but because it's vocational then we were but like it was into the workshop mostly where it's sort of like like workbenches yeah. that are all set apart from each other um so so kind of so it was like class but like distanced and we did we went into an actual classroom at one point but that was it um but um, yeah it was, hmm? go on. i was just gonna say after after like being at work and like learning something new and stuff, I was like, oh, fuck, why do I know what I'm doing? Not really ever. <laughs> and then went to school and there are all these like teenage boys who really don't know what the fuck they're doing. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I know those, do. I know those boys. <laughs> I've been to, yeah. I did a trade, I did engineering systems. Yeah. I know those boys. <laughs> Such but, bands, endless bands. They're all, they all are so I know you. Life. When I was yeah. there, there's always there's like one or two girls who'll come into this college to do a trade and they're you. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll get along with the boys and that and they'll have a laugh and stuff, but mm. they still have to put up with shit because I know those boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because uh, they're like trying to get work done, they're just like. <laughs> mm. They lost their shit. 
Sorry, what were you saying? Oh no, I just said they all lost their shit when they find out I was 27. They're like, like that's the oldest one. It was like, oh, you're like a grandma. <laughs> well, that's your fault because people always come to me and like, well, are you like 22, 23? I'm like, man, I'm fucking 28, fam. <laughs> and then like kids come up and speak to me and stuff, and I'm like, you realize I'm like 15 years older than you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny to with kids, man, because they picked on grown-ups. It's hilarious. And I was just going to say, we didn't really, you didn't really get a chance to properly introduce yourself. Because <laughs> I was so busy rudely interrupting you. Um, <laughs> do you want me to, to introduce Who are you? Myself? Hi, everybody. My name is Gracie, and I'm on a podcast right now. Uh, I've never been on a podcast before, but that's what I'm up to. <laughs> um, and... I suppose some background information. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I don't know why I'm on this podcast, but it could be for many reasons of my interest. Inspirational woman. I'm an inspirational woman. Goodness. Um, You know, Saria has a song called Professional Woman, which occasionally she has sung and sort of been looking at me while she sings it. And I'm like, yes, professional. There's hashtag women supporting women, but there's also Mm. hashtag men supporting women. Mm. You're a man supporting me. Thank you. I'm trying my best Finally. to, to, to get... I have a man supporting me. <laughs> Stop twisting my words for my listeners. <laughs> right? I'm trying to do a good thing here by having <laughs> conversations with a collection of women who I yes. find inspire not only other women, but myself as a man. Mm. So, nice to be a woman. Um, yeah, okay. So my name is Gracie. I do all sorts of stuff, uh, including... My job, which is being a joiner, um, an apprentice, an apprentice, not a full joiner, because I do not yet have the qualifications, the qualifications. Um, but yeah, that's sweet. Enjoying that. It's nice making stuff out of wood um, and doing lots of landscape gardening at the moment, which is not not part of the deal, but that's what's up. So whatever. <laughs> um, and apart from that, then I also do lots of music. I feel like, you know. I'm definitely at the moment involved in lots of like unstereotypically feminine pursuits, like being a joiner and being a rapper, which is definitely getting a bit more balanced, thankfully, but is still, I think, perceived as like, well, I don't know. What do you think? It's funny, though, because I think like I, 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 I see a lot of women in a lot of industries. And mm. what amazes me is that they're not they're not the popular people in the industries. It's still the men who are the popular ones in the industries. Mm. And that's what, that's the thing I don't really understand because like, I'll meet a lot of women that will be like, oh, there's like no, absolute no female rappers. And I'm like, there's fucking loads of female yeah. rappers. And there has been ever since the nineties. You're just not yeah. looking at them. And it's like, yeah. and I don't know if it's because, I don't know if it, I, I don't know why that is. I just, I think like whenever they go to Bristol Square or whatever, and someone slaps on a hip hop, a hip hop player or whatever, it's mostly guys who are rapping. And I just don't feel like there's enough women actually going over to the guy with the speaker being like, why is there no women rapping on these playlists? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. like when I get in charge of it, I'll be slapping on like raps a day mm-hmm. and putting on the Fugees and stuff. And I'll be like, because all these fucking women rappers are fucking sick. I'm like, raps a day is pretty much the fucking Kendrick, the female version of Kendrick Lamar. And she mm-hmm. gets absolutely like, zero props for that. And I'm like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And, and I just think it is still, hip hop is still a primarily American thing. And mm. they're, they're still having a lot more. I think they have, you know, people get confused about 
like what's happening right here and then what's happening like elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like this was the thing I wanted about the podcast is like, obviously I can see Instagram analytics and stuff and I can look at stuff and I can see that it's mostly men watching it. And the whole yeah. reason I was like, wanted to do some, I've been looking at like things that I want to always do on the podcast every year, like International Women's Day and Pray, because I want to represent some form of equality. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going to do a high vis appreciation day, which I've invented for all the nice. guys in high vis and all the gals in high vis and all the right. non guys and gals in high vis um, <laughs> to give the workers a real fucking thing. Because I think, in my experience, that's always like the community, most of the men, that's always the community of men that like don't want to hear the arguments to do with gender and all the rest of it because it's primarily been a, like, I tell people it's a male culture. It's not that like these people are stupid people. It's just that they're in a culture where if one of them speaks up, the other 10 guys bully them and no guy wants to be the bullied guy. And so you end up, once you do that for four or five years, it becomes automatic response to say certain things and say certain words and say certain mannerisms that can be deemed sexist. But it doesn't actually mean that these guys are in any way sexist. It's just that automatic response. Get them on their, if you get them by themselves with their girlfriends, they're probably the fucking nicest guys in the world. They're just, in a culture that's no that's no right so yeah it does just form these habits but it is you know it's yeah. unfortunate thing that i want like... to do is give them some appreciation mm-hmm. at least because you know we have like pride days and we have women days and we have all these things but these guys mm-hmm. who are like these working class guys they just don't get enough appreciation for the work they do you know we're all like nurses are saving the world and it's like these guys have been fixing your toilet for the past however million years and you don't care you know yeah. what i mean yeah and there's also just like the <laughs> the ongoing I mean here and also in the states at the moment then there's lots of chat about kind of like minimum wage and and, and what that reflects right. and you've got this this group of people, this class of people who are like considered essential workers and who are the people who've basically been like keeping the country going while all right. this shit's been going on who still like get paid beneath what's considered like minimum living wage it's nuts yeah so funny like when it comes to female rappers I think what it is is they're just less females in the industries but I just think we're still going through that process of like it becoming yeah. acceptable for women to come out of the household and actually pursue their dreams you know what I mean yeah like a lot of our parents and stuff and our grandparents who are still alive whatever a lot of them are still living kind of a bit more closer to the traditional and that's going to take a long time mm-hmm. before that actually is like before it changes but I see the change and that's why I that's why I keep telling people that's why it's called Fubus Future because we're living a future right now mm-hmm. and we're blind to it when we're when we look at the world in a certain way. Yeah. And I'm just optimistic as fuck now about shit. I'm like, yeah. like so. nice. when I see a woman, when I see like let's say when I go to like Bristol Square and a rhapsody song comes on, I'm like, yes, like I get super <laughs> excited in that. I'm like fucking hallelujah. Mm. Fucking women's coming on it, like honestly, Rhapsody's one yeah. of my favorite female rappers by her. She's I think like, I think a lot of you know, from my experience of, of being a, a lady rapper, uh, then definitely a lot of people are very, or a lot of a certain group of people are super encouraging and are like, hey, that's great, do that, and are like keen to like give voices to give space to people who are less heard and all that kind of stuff. But there are also just like, you know, that doesn't detract from the fact that there's just like plenty of people who just disregard or like immediately have like more of an attitude about it or you have to like you have something to prove or that kind of thing which is thankfully not something that I've encountered super often but also is something that I've encountered sometimes or just like people being gross or shan or not like yeah engaging 
in a, in a satisfactory manner. I'm I, I'm luck, I'm lucky now to be in a mentality where like if I'm in a certain situation and someone says or does something that I think is like outrageous or out of hand, I'll just mm-hmm. say it. Because I'm not I'm not scared about the backlash now because I honestly don't care what anyone thinks. Like I've just got myself mm-hmm. a good I think like I, I play it off as being like I don't give a fuck what anyone says about me. But like, you know, pe- this people need to realize like that like especially when it comes to social media stuff or whatever, and even like the podcast, like there's a bit of character you have to put into, mm-hmm. into the world. And it's okay to do that. Like, you know, you're not in any way bipolar or schizophrenic because you feel like you're a different person when you're here and you're a different person it's like it's a nat that's natural and so mm-hmm. like my kind of mentality has been like fuck everyone else forget about what they say about you there's gonna be haters like you know what i mean i'm a fucking boss i don't care what you think about me okay. like but that's not like necessarily representative of the mentality the mentality i have is that i know what i'm doing i'm confident that i care about everyone equally and if mm-hmm. i can keep myself healthy and keep myself in that situation that it means I can call people out for their bullshit and I can keep yeah. focusing on the things that I'm doing and my idea is that hopefully by the time I get to when I, by the time I die, my life will have meant something because that's the only time when it's really going to mean something. Mm. What people, I keep telling people like I want to have Prince, I keep telling people I want to have Princess Street closed off like they did for Tom Gilzine. I'm like, I want to be that legendary. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we just, that's, the fun, that's why I think, that's one of the things I liked about hip hop is like when I got into it, I was like, you know, we did all the rock music and that at school and I didn't really know what I was doing. But mm-hmm. when I found hip hop music, I was like, "They these guys have been through hard stuff. Mm-hmm. They know what it's like. And I've, I've with it a lot more, but I've learned lessons from that. And I've mm-hmm. learned what it's like, the idea with the podcast is like, this is an opportunity because for us, we're just sitting having a chat. But mm-hmm. the fact that you've just got these two people who are certain genders or who, who however people are going to interpret it when they watch it, that's up to them. The reality is, is we're having a conversation with each other as if we're just people. There's no gender bias. And like just mm-hmm. having that conversation and then putting that online, that's what makes the change, actually actively mm-hmm. doing something. We can have conversations in the street about sexism and gender roles and all that kind of stuff, but we're only affecting two, three people who are there. Slap mm-hmm. it online and you've got 7.7 billion people might hear it. That's, that's, the, that's what I feel like the internet gives us. It gives us this crazy communication between the, the people who yeah, actually yeah. want this change to happen and we're at this point where you know the governments almost have to say have to do what culture's saying in mm-hmm. some respect you know what i mean it's like when the government says something wrong and the culture as a whole goes you can't fucking do that the government take it back you know what i mean it's like we have that we're getting that control because of these devices and because of the internet because of yeah. social media as well i agree with that but at the same time i also think that actually like you know those those in-life conversations are very important uh, and like probably more so in terms of changing other changing minds that otherwise wouldn't be changed because like I think you know it's true that the internet has incredible reach and like you know why are any of us not living our best lives when literally anything you could ever like need to know or do or want or whatever is at the reach of your fingers as long as you have access to a computer (laughs) Uh, and time and stuff um but like it's so easy to just not engage with stuff that you don't agree with or that you aren't interested in and like that's why I think often you know like we've chatted with some of our pals about this who are like feminists and very engaged with feminist theory and interested in like having conversations about it and stuff but who really don't want to find it really hard to 
take on people who disagree with them, um, which yeah. I very much understand because, like, you know, when you're when you think a thing that people like are going to argue with you in an in a like assholeish way what about it, what is start an argument? You yeah. get fucking sick about it, yeah, and you're tired of just having the same conversations yeah. about like basic shit. Um, but at the same time, then I'm like, as I don't mind, I love having argumentative conversations and stating my points clearly. But like, I do think it's important to have those conversations again and again. And that's how you change change people's minds, right? If you can actually engage with them and take them seriously, uh, but also give your different opinion, right? Yeah, I'm learning that a little bit now. Like I'm realizing, you know, again, like I feel like I definitely want to avoid the, the I, I like to, I actually do think I avoid a bit of confrontation in a sense because <laughs> that it's, because it's personal for me, not the confrontation, the feelings I get from from that from the from the confrontation. Because I, I just think because of my history, for me, those feelings are crazy intense and it's a, it's yes. an incredibly mentally taxing thing for me to keep those emotions at bay and still use my head in the conversation. Like I'm mm. always worried I'm just gonna fucking I'll lose my shit. Or I'll just be like, you're mm. not listening to me and I'll walk away. I don't feel like I can actually, this is why I think I want to go back to uni because I don't think I actually can articulate my thoughts that well in certain situations. Mm. And I think, you know, in terms of mindfulness, I'm definitely quite a mindful person, but you need to have, a, you need to be able to mm. say something. And when you don't know the words, you get frustrated mm. and then you use other words and then the person you're speaking to doesn't understand that and it just comes out wrong and can be misinterpreted yeah. and all the rest of it. So I'm learning now though to, like I said, when someone says something that's bang out of line, I'll say something because because it, it'll be impulse. I'll just be like, you can't do that. That's just outrageous. How can you refer to someone like that? Or how can you say something like that? Or, yeah. you know, it's like when people say, like one thing I don't like is people speaking about other people behind their back. And it, and it happens all the time. It's like it's normal for a lot of people to like want to vent to their other friends about their other friend pissing them off. Where I'm like, yeah. I'm not like that. When my friend pisses me off, I stay right there. I don't hold it in and then go and tell my other friend. <laughs> and so when someone yeah. comes up to me and they're like, oh, man, like, you know, you're so and so said this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why are you talking about this person behind their back? Because that's what it looks like to me. And it's just it's just not something I do. And it's weird. There's been a couple of situations lately where there's like, because I think, especially because of stopping smoking, everything's been a bit of a roller coaster. That's finally started to settle a little bit and I'm starting to kind of deal with things again. But there's been a couple of situations lately where I'm like, I don't actually want to approach this person with the issue because I know how they're going to react and I don't want yeah. that reaction right now because it's just going to set me off. I'm not ready to take it. So I will, but I need to get rid of it. And because I'm not smoking, that's why I've realized people vent to people. Mm. And it's, just, it's it's funny because it's quite that's quite a new experience for me I've, that's mm -hmm. not that's not something i've had to do in the past but like i said as that starts to settle again i get back i'm getting back into being my normal self and i'm like when people say stuff to me i just try to get it done right there and then because i'm like yeah. me off. i'm not going to go away and be like ah, and then go away and be like this guy pissed me off because that's what everyone else <laughs> does they just laugh it off and then they go and tell someone else about it and that clears it but what they didn't realize is that if that person then finds out, you've just made the issue a million times worse. And that's what I avoid when I just get out in the open because I know that if you just do, again, from rap music, if you just get it out there and deal with the confrontation right there that minute, 
it's afterwards you feel you both feel amazing mm. and, it, and it totally helps diminish what the issue is in the first place it doesn't necessarily mean you've come to a resolution but you've got the emotional side of the conflict out of the way and now you can actually think and have a conversation about it mm. that I think that that's in many ways true but also relies on like them being on the same level and like being up for engaging in your criticism yeah, and I think they're like, not and they're going to walk away yeah. and they're going to be annoyed but like yeah. And then they're going to go to one of their pals and be like, fucking Reese is an absolute cunt. Yeah. And I, I don't mind people talking about <laughs> you behind my back because I'm fine with myself. You well, might you talk about behind their back or other people talking to you about That's really interesting. No one's ever said it to me like that before. But yeah, that, again, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm not bothered though. That's the thing. Like if someone says something about me behind my back, I'm like, whatever, yeah. I don't care. Like I was, uh, yeah. I, was, I was talking to the skate boobs and they were talking about, they did this, um, they did this article with, with ID for Vice. And it's just like a web article and stuff. And it was really mm-hmm. nice. But they had this title about like skate boobs, collective tackling sexism in the skate scene, which mm-hmm. they don't really classify themselves as like dealing yeah. with sexism. They're just providing a platform where women and other people can feel welcome. Yeah. And I even said to them, I was like, when it comes to the guys, you know, they say, why is there no skate dicks? And I'm like, it's not about that. It's like you might be a welcoming environment, but they don't feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> so they need another environment to almost be their route in. And that's what the skate boobs collective is because it, and men haven't ex- don't have that experience so they don't realize why they why they need that in you know what i mean mm. um but that's they true. got a whole bunch of men like because vice is obviously a big platform a whole bunch of seen it people and they were just getting all these crazy messages and cunts being like you're starting the problem and you're causing the issue <laughs> and it's funny because it's really the kind of vice title that started the issue they're like we're not starting any issue we're solving a problem here <laughs> And yeah. it just blew up. But they were talking about how shit it made them feel and all the rest of it. And, I'm, and all I was thinking about is, why do you care? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, yeah. I have an unnatural level of confidence in what I'm doing that I'm like, look, I don't care if it's going to work in the end. I just think I'm trying something that I think is going to work. And just the fact that I'm trying and the fact that I have that confidence means that that's probably what's going to make it work. I just mm-hmm. have a belief, really. And I think belief is something that's really devalued in society these days. And when I heard them saying that, I was I just felt really strange because I was kind of like, you, you like if you're doing something right to the point where thousands of people are going to come and hate on you for that, it probably mm-hmm. means that, that's that's almost to me proof that you're doing something right. I'm like making the podcast and I'm waiting for people to disagree. <laughs> it was come for you. <laughs> I know it's going to come. It's like you can look at anyone. It's like, you know, Joe Rogan's on opposite, on episode 1547 or something. If you go on these old YouTube videos and you look in the comments, you're going to see some horrible things said in there because some yeah. people are just, they're just really insecure and they just want to do something for whatever moment. Maybe it's just that point in their day. Like you might think this person's a horrible person when really three of their friends just really pissed them off. And their escape was their phone and they've seen something else that pissed them off and they can't attack their friends, but they can attack you online because it's just yeah. a message, you know, and yeah. it's, it's misinter- it can be misinterpreted on both sides. Like I said, they might have just been angry for that two seconds and you're mm-hmm. now going to think they're a bad person when really they're being just a dick because it's something to do. And yeah. it's like, it's, I just didn't really have that, you know, so. Yeah, I think, I think as well though, then it does change, like, based on circumstances and you know you're talking about being super confident and not minding what anyone says and I feel like in many I ways feel like you're like that I feel like you're the kind of woman yeah who, like you can go into um, an environment with a whole bunch of guys and listen to the shit and just yeah. be like don't care I'm, like I've got yeah for sure but thing. but that's not you know I think I think that's definitely 
thankfully how I am most of the time now and basically I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks about me unless I care about their opinion unless it's someone who I who I respect um but like uh but that's not you know that's not how it always was when I was younger and stuff then I was definitely less I, I don't know just shyer I suppose and yeah. um more concerned by that kind of stuff and it does just come and like you're talking about these the girls in the skate collective they sound like they're younger than both of us um, yeah, like early kind of 20s yeah and like it does it, not for everyone it just depends on stuff but I definitely feel like getting older is great because you just give less and less of a shit <laughs> yeah I know um, I'm having this thing yeah. here you get to a certain age and you start like having conversations with people younger you, and this is where I've realized like there there's a certain level when you're speaking to someone younger you where you you have a, a certain level of insight but they're also at an age where they're not going to listen to that insight you know what I mean? It's like you have to almost step back from the conversation and let them work it out for themselves or wait until they approach you for the insight. You can't just go shoving the insight into kids' faces because they don't necessarily want to hear it from someone older yeah. than them. It's, it's a yeah, really strange should. thing, you know? It'd be like also, if some 40-year-old... Like yeah, like if a 40-year-old came to me and was like, you don't know nothing, I'd be like, well, I mean, I know some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but that's, you know, like what you're talking about with with uh, the gals that you're talking to, like, that's what sucks. And when if we're talking about, you know, you want to be talking to women, that's basically, I, I'm totally into the phrase feminism. I don't mind the idea of feminism, although I know some people don't like to talk about it when talking about kind of gender equality and stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. mind it. Anyway, like, that's what sucks is, and that's what, like, <laughs> the, the very annoying thing, because you're like, things are changing, and that's true, and that's sweet, and gradually then this progression is happening but like there's so much backlash now that just these nice lassies doing a nice thing and making us an environment that's good to skate in has a bunch of people who are just like assholes who are just like by the very mention of of it being a something to do with like sexism or whatever then they're just like fuck you (laughs) like what the hell you know i know it's It's, that sucks it's weird it's weird being a fucking guy who's just cool everybody watching all these other guys just be fucking arseholes. Mm. It's a really weird experience. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I was saying this like, you know, I want to have the conversations and then I want to put the conversations out there. But like, you know, there's certain situations where like you actually like, you know, the thing I don't like about like the term like sexism and feminist is like sexism, feminist more is that like, I know that there is a certain kind of woman who, if I say something in the wrong way, that it just that same off on one, and they just think mm-hmm. I'm a horrible person, and then I become the target. And that's such mm-hmm. a hard thing to like avoid, to avoid and take at the same time. Being a guy, mm-hmm. again, I think this is one thing that I think perhaps like a slightly more higher education might value my vocabulary. You know, being able to articulate in a certain way. And again, like having the mindfulness to be able to sit for a second and just make sure what you're going to say is what you actually think. It's just so easy for words to come out wrong in situations, you know, but yeah. I'm hoping I've inspired them a little bit to be a bit more like, you know, badass. Just be like, look, those guys, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, like, you know, they're just different. <sighs> like, oh, I totally don't know how to phrase this. Let me. No, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be really so. It doesn't matter. Never mind. <laughs> I was just gonna say. That's like, the thing. The, Are you paused? 
yeah I know too much pause <laughs> um no like when you're there there are always going to be people who express themselves aggressively say uh or like are extreme in their beliefs whether it's like that they're extremely liberal in a way that's illiberal or they're extremely illiberal um or whatever and are just gonna aren't gonna want to engage with discourse that's contrary to their own opinion and so being able to like deal with that is good but at the same time it's fucking shit (laughs) and it's not it's not like related to to me then it's not related to like feminism or any particular mindset it's not related to like people who are conservative assholes or anything like that it's just like the kind of person you are no matter what you believe and how you say like with others here's a question like because obviously like yeah asking you as someone who's like quite strong who can deal with a situation but have you ever felt at some point that like you know being a woman has actually put has actually put you at like a disadvantage though you know like for example it's like you know if you're going into this environment with all these guys, you know, do you feel that there's favoritism happens over them? Do you know what I mean? Because they're the guys. Do you feel like, you know, do you feel like it, there's like, cause I feel like a lot, a lot of women feel that because they're a woman that, you know, they don't get as much like help or they don't get picked for mm-hmm. things. You know, it's like, you know, it reminds me like, obviously cause I can't really experience it. it the closest yeah. thing I can kind of relate to right now is probably like, you know the you know, like being picked black last in gym you know what i mean mm. it's like because you're the little scrawny kid you get picked last i feel like some women feel I like that. Last you are picked last that's yeah, really I'm, I'm, oh wait do i want to say that i don't know i was gonna say i'm surprised actually it's <laughs> <laughs> like, not like, a like little game calendar guy i was like right, okay that's a bit geeky but then also it's not that you're unathletic you're Seem fairly I'm so athletic, Reese. You would not believe. Very <laughs> athletic. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm not good at sports. I'm not good at sports. I'm reasonably strong, I think, but I'm not very like I would pick me last to be on to be on my team if I was playing like hockey at school, I guess. <laughs> anyway. I'm really I'm not I've got quite good hand eye coordination, but I don't have very good proprioception with like my limbs and stuff. Like skating mm. is actually really hard for me. I was speaking to me all way on. He's like, I just tell people to visualize it. And then I read this thing because I've been looking into like lucid dreaming and stuff because since I stopped smoking, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of these experiences where like I've had a lucid dream before, but recently I've been having these dreams where like the moment I realize I could feel that I'm in there, but I can't quite grasp myself in the dream and stay there. And it's been bugging me. So I've been reading a lot about it. And there's this thing to do where like you close your eyes and try and imagine your hands in front of you without putting your hands up and see how well you can imagine yourself lifting your hands. And then I said that to Ollie, and Ollie was like, easy, closes his eyes, hands. And I'm like, what? That blows my fucking mind. Because I'm I, like, I can kind of imagine it, and I can kind of almost see the shadow of hands, but I can't perfectly visualize my hands and my imagination like that. But for Ollie... Wait, you, just, like, you just shut your eyes and imagine lifting your hands up some people when they close their eyes and they use their imagination they can vividly see stuff and that's why they're so good at drawing Mm. and art and things like that I think if you I think with you being quite musical I don't know how well can you do it how well can you see your eyes and I'm not even so do you mean like see them accurately like visually see them and you know be able yeah. to see 
the size of the fingers and the gaps and the yeah and stuff and that's interesting I suppose that I can in doing it right now for the first time ever um like obviously what I can initially see is just blackness but I can definitely very clearly visualize my hands but in lots of ways at once and like the concept of them and like I can see them as I assume as you can see them now or as the kid if I was doing that uh like that in front of me pretty well but then at the same time also be able to see like the backs of them and like the you know different parts and the interplay and I've also been looking at my hands more because I keep on fucking them up at work <laughs> and I'm like yeah. oh god I'm gonna mess it up real bad sometime and not be able to play the cello <laughs> well I can't do that at all mm. It's incredibly difficult. It's, it's not like a it's not like a picture in my mind, or it is, I suppose. But it's like, well, see, that's see the thing. That having an a concept. I as can, opposed to that's the thing. Is like, I, I can I can conceptualize the hands in my head. <laughs> it's a fun game. I can't, I can't in any way visualize though. I I, <laughs> I can't see anything. I, <laughs> I still feel like. You know, it's like the feeling of hands is there, but the visual aspect isn't there. I just cannot, I can't do it. Yeah. So when I'm in a dream, a lot of it is extremely dark and extremely blurred, and it's not incredibly vivid. But you recently, they've been mm. incredibly vivid and very lifelike and real. And so now Ooh. I'm a bit more interested because when I'm doing my meditation, I can think and conceptualize things really well in my mind or wherever the fuck I am. Mm. But I have no visual field. Whereas for Ollie, he has a very clear visual field. And he can, like, you know, picture a hand and manipulate it into a way and then hold that image in his mind and then draw it on paper. Hmm. And some people have that ability. And the thing is, I think, can those people dream easy or can they dream that? I can't remember. However, the same thing (laughs) happens with proprioception with your limbs how well you can conceptualize in your mind where your arms and your limbs are and if you're really good at that you're really good at sports and things that require your muscle movements and Mm -hmm. stuff i think where i excel is with my hearing i hear Mm -hmm. stuff really intensely and i hear sounds crossing and i can almost close my eyes and i can hear someone shout my name quite vividly Mm -hmm. if i sit for a couple minutes Mm -hmm. And I just kind of let the world, like, let it calm down. Even if there's sound in the background, I can vividly hear, I can make the context <laughs> in my mind of someone shouting my name and I can actually yeah. almost hear it. And not, not also can I hear it, but I can place it somewhere in the in the field. And I think mm. that's what, I don't have the visual aspect, but I have really intense with my hearing. I think that's why I like to, like, make yeah. beats and stuff like that, because I can, you know... I'll be walking through the street and I'll just hear the most random sound and I'll just be like, I need that. And I'll whip my phone out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what that yeah. sound. And then I'll take it home and I'll put it in the NPC and like, you know, or I'll hear stuff in the street. I'm like, did you hear that? And they'll be like, no. <laughs> 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 no idea what you're talking about because they just think you're bizarre. I like that as well for the, like, I get that too for being able to play things back or like make, you know, you can like use someone's voice in your mind and hear them yeah. talk like I could like make you say something in my head or that kind of stuff then same with like music and it's cool it's cool for I wish that I was better at it actually like for when there are people whose voices I like when they're performing and trying to incorporate that into like how mm. I perform things but like I'm so bad at that <laughs> I wish I could do it well make myself sound cool <laughs> I know I, I, 
Do you know my problem is like this is a this is the thing I think I lack from not being as socially adept as other people, is I think I've got really good musical ability, and you know whenever like I do make songs, people are like, "Bro, your rap flows are amazing," and like all the rest of it, and you know. And I said to Ollie earlier on, Ollie does the same thing when he draws a picture. I keep wanting him to design me T-shirts, but every time he draws something, he's like, oh, that's shit. And I'm like, yeah. I know it's shit because he can see it vividly in his mind, but he can't accurately get it out yet because it takes mm-hmm. practice. And I'm the same when I'm making music or whatever, when I'm writing verses, it's like, they're not exactly how I heard it in my head, so I'm not quite... Like, yeah. But the reality is, is they're actually pretty fucking close. It's just mm-hmm. there's a weird disconnect that when you do something, it doesn't feel as pleasing. So I write the yeah. verse and I'll spit it, and then I'll practice it a couple of times, and then I'll record it, and then for me, I'll just record it on my phone because I don't care about the quality, and then someone will hear it and be like, oh, that verse is amazing, and I'll be like, is it? Not really. <laughs> and my problem is, is that I've never been able to get myself into a social environment where the right kind of people have helped me actually craft that into something that other people would want to hear, mm. and I'm, I'm starting to kind of try and find the people to do it, yeah. you know, because I can make a beat, and I can write a verse, but I can't record it all and master it and put it all together. Mm. I can't do that, but I, I can just, all I can do is put the headphones on, find the groove and then write and practice yeah. the verse. And since I stopped smoking, I've been really, I've been actually getting bit, much better of like memorizing the verses actually. Mm, nice. Cool. That's good. That's yeah, that's great. I definitely find like, I'm very grateful that not, in, not even in terms of just like the general productivity, but in terms of like, uh, my own relationship with what I can create and that kind of stuff. I'm just really glad that uh, that Robin and I have a really good working relationship because we, it's great having somebody who you vibe with and then you can like somebody who makes you work better and somebody who you can help to help to work better. I think that's oh, like well. very close of your relationship with Robin. You two are just, I don't know, it's such an insane duo. It's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, they understand yeah. it. I, I think yeah. I am I think I am lacking some serious social skills. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. No, you're good, man. No, that's you're very yourself. Which I I'm think good. Is at, I'm good. I'm quite good. I'm very I think that's why mm-hmm. I'm very much myself and people like that about me. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, you know, like kind of doing the rapping and kind of doing the podcast, I'm doing it. And when I do do it, I do enjoy it but I'm only really doing it because other people have told me I should be doing it. And, you know, you kind of get told to, like, you know, follow the things you're good at. I feel like I can't see them. Yeah. I just, I'm just quite good mm-hmm. at being, and other people see them, and they've told me, and I'm like, maybe I need to actually start doing yeah. something with this. Yeah. That's why you need to just have a, a handy sibling who, like, also likes making similar things to you and who, like, drives yeah, you. I'm just going <laughs> to see if I can find one then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> You need to, at some point soon, hopefully, after like a bajillion years of work, then not really, but after many months of work, then we're actually going to be, we've got, we've got some stuff in the pipeline. It's going to be fun. It does. Me and Robin, we've been, I think we got, you should, yeah. Having been locked down in Dunbar, then we, we like wrote a bunch of tunes and stuff. Being stupidly productive human beings. Yeah. What? No. Yes and no, because, you know, we wrote all these tunes together. More than just no. (laughs) And, and and we were like okay so now we've got all these tunes we should make some fucking sweet videos and we're like yeah we should make some sweet videos and then and then we're like okay but you know it's lockdown and god's time and stuff so we should like why don't we 
why don't we make like some virtual like a virtual world to put the videos in we're like yeah that seems like a sensible idea so we've been learning how to we're like with this technology that we have no idea how to use let's do that and then we're like okay and then and then let's turn our mum's office into a green screen studio so we've done that as well <laughs> and like that. let's make that. some music videos yeah all of this stuff so it's been very fun but also sort of very productive but also in a way where we wrote these songs like nine at least nine months ago and have not released anything because <laughs> we've just been doing all this other shit i know like I, that's the thing like that i when see when i was doing all the programming that's the mode I was in where like mm-hmm. I would write the first program and but then like You're I'm like, like oh, that's not that good. And then you make the next one. But the thing is, skaters do the same thing where like they start off skating and then like they learn an Ollie and then all their mates are like, whoa, that's sick. And they're like, nah, I want to get them better. And then they land a kickflip and they're like, oh, that's sick. And it's like, nah, I want to get them better. And it's like, oh, you've done a tree flip. Nah, I want to do it better. And it's like, yeah. I'm standing there as someone like this is what the skaters don't realize as well. Like, I'm like, for the average people who go past, like, I wish I was a skater boy. I'm like, they genuinely do wish they were skater boys because they actually they're they're in some strange way admiring the fact that you've just flipped a plank of wood in between your legs. Yeah. And it's it like cool. when people roll when people come past at like two in the morning and they're like, oh man, get a shot on the board. I'm like, when you give them a shot, you'll see very evidently that what you're mm-hmm. doing is an extremely awesome. talented thing. It's pretty fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah. just make some films and put that online and then you know, fucking advertising and social media, like yeah. I know the business is shit. This is what I'm I'm trying to get in this, like, I think I've got an entrepreneurial mind. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's good to drive yourself and push yourself to be ever more ham. Just go ham. I feel like like I've spoken about myself more in this podcast episode than I have spoken about you, basically. It's all right. Maybe you needed this. Maybe this was... Also, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm a good listener. Maybe it's my background in psychology. I don't know. Yeah, you do. It's because you know when to be quiet and you don't, but like when I, when I stop speaking, you'll wait that little bit extra longer. In case you have a final part of your life. discomfort. Ah, see, there you go. I just fucked up your system. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm playing the game. Okay. <laughs> um, nah, I keep telling people like, you know, the whole point in these podcasts is like, you know, I'm not coming on to be like, oh, women are amazing. I'm just chatting to the women in my life who I like because I feel mm. like that's all it's all about. It's just been nice catching up with you. Yeah, man, it's been good. We've not fucking spoken yeah. for fucking bazillion years. Like, like I said, I've yeah. been so like, oh, the past couple of years since I moved to this flat, it's definitely been a journey, and it's something I'm not quite, not something. It's not something I want to talk about yet because it's been it's been mm. a lot harder than I've made it look. You know, like you know. Mm. I know I've definitely had moments where I've been really quiet and stuff in my room, but I think another reason I want to go to school is, like, when you go through a situation of, like, getting so depressed to the point you can't work, and then you end up in a homeless environment, and then you take into account all the stuff you see there, and then the family dynamic that I've grown up in, and then because I've I've had this part of me that wants to seek this intellectual knowledge that I never knew really existed when I was younger because I didn't like school, you know? Mm-hmm. You end up, I, I've ended up at this point where, like, I didn't really, I still don't really know how to say what it is I've been through because I feel like people mm-hmm. don't really understand. When I try and talk about it, people are like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm like, I don't think you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you know what I mean, then you've been through some pretty fucking crazy shit. And most people actually haven't been through that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, people have been through their own crazy shit. But I genuinely feel like I've been through something fairly unique because it's, and it's ended me up in a point where I can speak to loads of different kinds of people and have zero judgment on any of them. 
mm. almost in, almost instinctual because I've seen literally everybody in every walk of life from the person struggling on drugs who can barely string a sentence together to the person mm. who can string a sentence together so well that it's completely baffling and confusing to a majority of the population. <laughs> and yet I'm sitting in the middle being like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, we can relate. <laughs> yeah. What's that film where like they go across America on like motorbikes? It's quite an old film. It's like quite an American film. There's a is scene it, where he's like, Oh, that's cool, man. And the guy's like, What does he mean by cool? And he's like, you know, it just means like, you know, that everything's okay and that you know we're nice guys. And he's like, you know, we're just cool, <laughs> man. And it's like people didn't know what that word meant. And it's funny when you said Loki earlier on, he did that thing on uh, Instagram where he went and spoke to the linguist from Glasgow University. Did you see that? Mm. I have and not he, seen that, but that sounds very interesting. He says at the end of this little video, she says that they did this, they did this test, they did this uh, study where they would get middle class English people to like say a piece of factual information and they would get someone from Glasgow, from a suburb in Glasgow to say mm -hmm. the same piece of factual information and then they would show it to people and people would believe the middle-class English person yeah. and would actually disbelieve the Glaswegian person, even though they were telling you a, a piece of factual mm -hmm. information, just because of the way they said it, they would just completely disregard the information. And that, that I honestly feel like Maybe. that is where the whole Scotland-English class comes from, is like they don't realise that like people came here and stripped us of language, mm -hmm. that the, the language we're speaking now is actually a strange formation of English and Gaelic and Scots and all these things like we're kind of like we've been forced into their language but wherever we could fight oppression we have and it's come and it's created a lot of disconnect and I think that's why a lot of Scottish kids who you know who have slightly underprivileged upbringings and then they end up not getting further education when you don't go to university, you don't meet all the English people, all the other people. Mm -hmm. You don't meet all the people who have all the knowledge. And so you end up going into your trade jobs and into your working jobs yeah. and your vocabulary doesn't expand. Yeah. And you therefore can't actually learn the information. And then when you speak to someone who is intellectual, they just completely disregard you and think you're stupid. But none of these people are stupid. They just don't have the language. Yeah, and it's sure. really deep and interesting. I don't know if I'm going to actually do philosophy or linguistics because they both are so interesting. I did, yeah, I did linguistics when I was at uni as well, and it's it is crazy, <laughs> and like especially where it meets like psycholinguistics and stuff, and like how language affects perception and perception affects language, and how we communicate and stuff. Especially, right? Like, I love it because it's just so you know, it's how, it's how you engage with the world, right? And, yes. and how you express concepts and like what you were talking about, about your experiences and talking to people about them and people being like, oh, I know what you mean and, or, or whatever. Not like, feeling that. They don't nobody feel like nobody knows what anyone else means, right? Because everyone has a uniquely different sense of every word. And like, obviously some of them are pretty, pretty common senses, but like, especially to talk about things conceptually, then like, I can describe something very articulately to you, but it still won't mean exactly the same thing. And you can like go back and forth on arguments with people. And what it comes down to is that you're just agree disagreeing on like tiny things about what words mean and what you, what sense you attach to them and stuff. It's so cool and like annoying, oh, but interesting and awesome. Yeah. 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 You're like, it's, it's funny because raps led me to this. When I found rap music, mm. I was like, whoa, 
what is this? Mm. I feel like the that's what I, like that was the first kind of music genre that I hadn't really paid much attention to when I was younger. You know, heard Eminem, heard the odd Snoop Dogg song and some Cypress Hill. You know, all the cool stoner stuff. But when I actually found like Madlib and MF Doom, and mm. that was the first time I heard someone rapping something, I was like, I I, I can hear the rhythmical sound that Doom was making, but I didn't know mm. what he was saying. And then you start to read the lyrics and then you start to explore a bit more. And then when I heard what people were talking about, I was like, holy fucking shit. They're talking about their actual life. And mm. like, I could feel it. Cause I was like, I've experienced some of the shit. I'm like, you, and it's so funny because like, you've been this like little fucking white kid from Scotland and you're <laughs> relating to like, you know, this like crazy African-American thing. That's like this atrocity that's happened to these people. But the music is just so fucking, it was so intense yeah. to me that I, I feel like it, you know, I didn't find that until I was in my early twenties, and when I found it, I was like, "These guys are fucking. These guys are fucking geniuses. They've yeah. come up with this idea and this way to say shit that we can all understand." And I'm like, it, I, I don't know. "That's totally. That's so like one of the things that's most uh, like that's super cool and and powerful, I suppose, about rap music is and music in general, but like you know, rap music from rappers who are very articulate and can like describe things." in interesting ways that are evocative and connect to you and stuff it's like the perfect meeting between that and music which you know it's very difficult to to actually verbally articulate emotions but like musically you can totally like convey emotion uh and so like marrying those things together and being able to like have both of those factors involved is like super cool and like you can see why it makes you feel so much and like connect to it so much because it does go more of a ways to like actually communicating a sense of something right yeah more so than just words mm, yeah yeah yeah, yeah for really sure mm, it's nice <laughs> i like it i like music it's great um, what you got planned for the rest of this evening the rest of this evening. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna move you wet. I need to water my plants. That's one of the exciting things that I'm gonna be doing this evening. Um getting my shit together for other sorry, I've, this was a terrible idea. I mean the audio, the audio is more important than the video right now. I'm not too worried. Well, you can hear lots of nice rustling of my bed sheets. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are these cunts doing actually yeah that's the thing is like that when you watch it on youtube it's actually a lot easier to listen to because you see what's happening yeah yeah, whereas when you're listening to it people are like yeah i've been walking down the street and listening to it and it's just like you know there's some shit happening and you've gotten another time i'm like yeah because you you miss that's why i wanted to record the video as well because like you know i do like to listen to a podcast that's why i want to get the high quality audio and get some nice mics and stuff but I also mm. do like to sit and watch podcasts because you get an extra element in there. Mm. Yeah. Um, Bringing it back around to the phone conversations and always love being able to see people better because you can like gauge what's going on instead of just being like, oh God, are we still saying goodbye? Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of think of it like, you know, being like one of the things we have access to as platforms is we can have conversations like this and then put them online. And once they're online, it's like, the youth can see them at least and I think that's a really important aspect for educating young people like if they can see older people from different kind of walks of life coming mm-hmm. into the same place and speaking to this fucking this guy maybe they'll be inspired to you know to, to, to do something because mm-hmm. young people know when they're in hard situations they're not blind they're not blind to it but it's just 
it's extremely hard to deal with and you don't and and my experience in Scotland is there wasn't really any of the there wasn't any of the badass role models that I wanted like when I found role models they've pretty much all been hip-hop artists and Mm. stuff like that you know like they they were the ones that I've kind of started to look up to now uh, and just like African-American culture in general just what they've been able to achieve I really feel like that's such a like uh, there's so much there's so much really strange a strange kind of oppression still happens here and yet we're kind of looked at in the world as being like you know this kind of beacon for like you know the the modern world sometimes and I'm like I don't think that's actually the case like the more I learn the more I'm like actually I don't really think it's for us to determine that it's so relative though isn't it you know like there are lots of in many ways and that's arguably true and then in many ways it isn't and like yeah everyone's experience of life is is different and we have a lot of different like you know I think Scotland is an awesome country in many ways and has sure. loads of great shit going on uh but also fuck about Scotland. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um but that doesn't mean that it's like awesome for everyone and it's like you know it's like the the way that we kind of take it or have the luxury of being like oh Scotland's not that racist and stuff which is like you know is that true <laughs> not really it's yeah, just I mean, different. It's strange, yeah, because like there is a lot of racism for a start, mm. but there is also a lot of racist terminology that people say completely unaware of the fact that they're being racist, mm. you know, and the same thing yeah. happens with sexism and the same thing happens with they're just so used to saying these words that they don't realize what they're saying as well because they're just ingrained in like part of culture and stuff, you know. Um again, I've been speaking a lot about that the past couple of days about the word choice that people use and they just don't really mm. realize it's like guys specifically say a lot of shit that are like, you don't know what you're saying right now, bro. Like listen to the words yeah. coming out of your mouth. And they're just like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I say yeah. things it's as well, crazy. and I do I try not to overthink it because like this is why I want to have the conversation because like I will actually interact with people when they get in touch, when they go on the podcast and they listen or whatever, and there's comments, whatever. Like I deal with all of that personally because like I want to further educate myself and that I think is like what I want to show people is like keep educating yourself don't don't like yeah. you don't have the thing is whether internet as well is like if the school environment doesn't quite suit you you are going to maybe have to go to work in order to make money to survive mm. but if you continue to educate yourself you can then still open your own business and still create your yeah. own channel through life and because of the internet there's just so much information online. Like anything, any lecture you can get at a university, you can get on YouTube or the MIT website or the Edinburgh Uni website. They've all got open access courses. They've all got, you know, YouTube channels where they post all these lectures mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, there's so much information available online. But I think there's something there's something unique about the the classroom experience that I'm really excited to find out about. Mm, cool. Because I'm kind of like you, where like I, that's not really my vibe in a classroom when I actually when I go into a classroom it actually makes me feel a bit ill like when I see the tables lined up and stuff I'm like oh it just freaks me out a wee bit but like Mm. that's the thing I want to tackle now now I'm like I want to get over that and I want to get through that thing because I want to be able to say what it is I'm feeling when I see it it's really soldiery Mm. and I just don't think that's how education needs to be Mm. yeah yeah no, I know what you mean. It's a, and it's so it's just such a shame because like 
you know, if if the education system that we currently have suits you as an or suits one as an individual, then sweet, you'll do great. And if it doesn't, then like people will just be like, oh, you're stupid or or just be dismissive or whatever. But I think like, definitely like what you're saying, you know, being the most important thing surely is to just consistently throughout your life be like actively engaged in your life and yeah. improving your situation and thinking about things and continuing to grow and develop and not being yeah not not like ever actively stopping that process or anything right yeah what necessarily mean that that doesn't necessarily mean you need to consume more do you know what i mean when you get mm. some clothes just keep your fucking clothes for a while you don't need to buy stop buying so many clothes <laughs> there's things i've learned from being homeless and that's like you can wear the same shit and still be cool you don't need to to be refreshing your look every other day in order Mm -hmm. to like fill a kind of void you know like because i had that when i was younger i'd buy new clothes and you'd feel really fresh and you do feel nice when you get new clothes and stuff Mm -hmm. but we need to get more into habits that like young people are in there where like when you buy when you want to buy something new you have to get rid of something else and create the cycle you know because if not you're just hoarding a bunch of stuff mm. and it's i find it really strange i mean i don't have enough clothes right now have you eyes like i'm now at the point where like i've had my clothes for a long time they've been my look but i do think it's necessary to refresh but you know mm. there's people there's young folk in the town that they're like oh man you know, I don't have any money, I'm really struggling and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, bro, you have a new t-shirt on every single time you rock up here. Mm. What, how are you buying that? <laughs> if, you, if you don't have money, I'm like, I don't have money. I had to go to the mosque and get some free food. <laughs> You're wearing new clothes every week you show up and that's why you have no money. You know, like, oh man, I've not really got enough money to buy food in that. I'm like, maybe stop buying so many sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's some, I've learned a lot of lessons that, I'm ready to write some crazy fucking books about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to write a book being like, don't buy any new clothes. <laughs> I've got a bar actually that I wrote that goes, you think I'm sad, but I've been in my pad writing, bro, writing bars, books, a poem, and a, writing bars, books, a poem, and a Bible, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very representative. I think that's legit. <laughs> the religious shit I find I'm now realising is so easily misinterpreted now definitely outdated but it, they were invented to add value to human communities i think mm. what, I just religion? things that like they're like again once you like people don't realize like there's a certain kind of like a level of like i don't know if it's class or education i don't know how you classify it but some families like you know they learn stuff from their from their ancestors and that gets passed on. And so things like gratefulness and to be thankful and care for your neighbours and things like that, that a lot of people find really actually natural. If you strip a human being back to, if you strip a human being back to the experience I went through of being depressed and homeless, those things are absolutely not natural. We are like, I think on a natural level, we're just actually really extremely scared creatures and these things were tools that they invented that allowed us to be able to communicate better well better together to be able to come together and be able to work better together and yeah surely so many of those things that you're talking about are like tools of having a, a society that works as a society and like it does make sense I suppose to some degree that if you're you know, going through some shit like like having a mental health crisis and being homeless and not being part of a society, 
then like you're you're not going to be engaging with those tools right like that's not going to be part of your life or consideration because you're it's you you have to turn into yourself right like yeah. that's what you're that's and i think around the world certain communities maybe naturally learn like do you know they have this term now in cognitive science what do they call that again psychotechnologies mm. psychotechnologies so things like mindfulness i tell people mm. meditation is the training mindfulness is the skill that you learn mm. and it requires maintenance you need to keep up mindfulness training it's not something that once you learn it it's there I think it does maybe become that, but with meditation, you can take it further than mindfulness. And there's other things that you're able to do that we don't have words for yet, at least not in English. And, um, you know, I think like those kind of things that you do with your mind, things like being grateful for stuff, you know, things that are automatic. When someone gives you something, you're like, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. That's you being grateful for something right there. And you don't, and it's so automatic. They call them psychotechnologies. And right. that's what they believe that early humans figured out. They were developing these things and when because they, they they reckon it's natural because when you look at all the religions there's certain things that correlate that they all invented prayer and meditation being something it's some way to be grateful and thankful because when you do that it makes you so much gives you so much more appreciation for when you get up the next day and go and all these things are natural things that we learn from our peers and all the rest of it but some people actually don't learn them very naturally and because we're have a stigma now around religions they have nowhere to go to learn these skills and to learn these tools and so now they're kind of starting to rebrand them as psychotechnologies that we could maybe mm. rebrand into a more modern version of religious texts that give people a, a bit more of a guide of being like these are the things that other people can do naturally that maybe you're having difficulty doing and if you learn these skills maybe we would have people who were able to keep themselves away from mm. Bad environments and stuff like that. Yeah, it's interesting. That's really cool. I'd never heard about that. Um, that's like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was talking with oh, a while ago with somebody about like the interesting contrast of like I don't know. I wouldn't say that there's necessarily like all that much prejudice against religions, although in some ways there is. But a lot of it's to me it's kind of deserved deserved prejudice for like people using religions using religion as an excuse to just be assholes um but like definitely then I think if you do if you are a religious person and you like have a good heart and connect to your religion Uh in good ways then that's awesome and must be nice to like have this ingrained feeling that like you are that life is meaningful and that like you are important and loved and all of this kind of stuff whereas I think if you're like a hardcore atheist or whatever then you're you have to build that up for yourself it's not yeah. like like you oh, do from society oh. but it's potentially a much lonelier universe if you're just like oh fuck what's what, what does it mean and like it you know I think the misconception with religions and the reason I say they're outdated is because I think at the time, at the time, I think they had to also acknowledge the bad stuff. And we have a really hard time acknowledging that, like, you know, I always say to people, like, you know, when it comes to the haters, you know, online haters and that, it's like, these people, have, they, they have always been there and may mm. always be there. Like, it, it's maybe the dark side of humanity that has to exist in order for the good side. So they kind of, like... I don't think of it too. I don't, I tend to not like dualize things of being like left and right, 
but mm-hmm. there's like certainly like seems to be certain things that are like beneficial and certain things that aren't as beneficial. I mm-hmm. feel like most Bibles just wrote them both down. And at the time, it was easy to understand that these two things coexist. Whereas mm-hmm. now you get extremism because they take the bad parts of the religion and they go, well, he says it's no cool to be gay, though. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think they're saying that it's no cool to be gay. I think they're mm-hmm. saying that at this time, there are people who don't think it's good to be this. And they mm-hmm. exist. And if you acknowledge their existence, it's going to make your existence a lot better. Yeah. I think and also me, that is, you can't. It's, it's crazy to view religious texts that were written thousands of years ago through a modern lens and like take them as written and try and like apply that because it's completely different. It's crazy. Oh, I, know. That's, if you... I think that's why so many people have issues with or can have issues with religion or like it should because like people use it as an excuse to be a cunt, which is totally not cool. <laughs> And it's but again, that's like, just that doesn't. It's not because they're religious. It's because they're a cunt, right? It's like what we were talking about with feminism. If you're, if if you're like a feminist, and if people disagree with you, then you're like you're sexist or like you're not fem or yeah. just are assholes about it. That's not because they're feminist. That's because they're assholes. Yeah, like if you meet someone who is like a devout Muslim in this country, mm-hmm. they're generally some of the nicest people you ever meet in your life. But sometimes mm-hmm. they can be quite hard to converse with because they're because they're so devout to their religion, they're literally thinking in a way that's different from you. And because their language mm-hmm. is different, they're thinking in a way that's different from you. And we have somehow managed to coexist, which is really fucking, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Because you end up going away and becoming extremists, if Muslims could use the words, they would basically tell you, no, they're cunty Islam, they're cunty Muslims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. these, are, these are people who are Muslims, but they're arseholes, but we have to love them because it's part of our religion that mm-hmm. we have to love these people but they're actually just still arseholes. They don't represent what a religion is about. Yeah. They're just the shitey side of it that still exists. <laughs> and yeah, it's funny because sure. when you speak, to, I've, I've been speaking to some people recently who are kind of like very devout Muslims and they are saying that, that like one of the things is that they recognise that these people are always there. It's kind of their yang to their yin. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the whole yeah. point is that by acknowledging that, it kind of means that you can't, if you, if you don't acknowledge it, you're going to see it and you're just going to be angry and bitter about it. When you acknowledge that there's it's there and that it coexists and that there's not really as much you can do about it, then you can get past it and then you can change it. Hmm. If you don't, if you don't acknowledge it's there, it, you just become better at it. And when you're better at it, you yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah. You just become angry I, and you're annoyed. Yeah, I think definitely being like like what we were talking about, being able to engage with things that you disagree with is better often than sort of trying to like no platform it or whatever which is also arguably sometimes pretty good but like yeah if you want to change minds then you have to be able to engage with different different perspectives but but yeah like what you're talking about there it's totally the same or comparable although not perhaps in terms of like power disparity but with like governments here where they'll or or place in the u.s and stuff where they're like or in france where they're just like muslims bad extremists yeah. extremists and you're like no you're just the assholes you're yeah. you're, you're the, the assholes of our culture <laughs> yeah. who are saying yeah. that these are assholes yeah yeah and you're making everyone else believe it you fucking assholes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so like it, it, they have this word in computing i can't remember what it is but when something like reiterates it's like so you've got one asshole 
telling another asshole that these people are bad when they're not actually bad, and then this fucking asshole believes them and then yeah. becomes that asshole, and then they tell their <laughs> asshole. And then they're an asshole, and then everyone's going to be like, oh, they're, well, they're an asshole, and yeah. then they're going to be assholes to them. And then, yeah. Like, there's a Linux platform called GNU, and it pretty much stands mm-hmm. for GNU, not Unix. So it has its own name in the words, you know? So it's like, what does GNU stand for? You go, GNU, not Unix. And they go, but what does GNU stand for? Yeah. And it's just G-N-U, <laughs> GNU, not Unix. Right. And so it's like, it's this little joke that in computing you get these errors yeah, where yeah. they go round and round and round in circles yeah. where it's like, oh, it's a one, yeah. it's a one, it's a two, and it keeps yeah. going round and it's a programming error and it's funny. Computer cool. geeks like jokes. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like fucking shitty jokes, man. It's hilarious. Like, they're the ones who, man, I, I'll tell you what, I had some really fun when I was right, had some really fun with these puns. <laughs> when I wrote this post about weeds on Instagram, my story, wait till I can find it because it's so funny. When I wrote this, I was absolutely dying. Yeah, so I I follow these, like, uh, kind of weed shops in, like, California and Colorado and stuff because I like what I want to try and see what their culture is doing with cannabis and stuff. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. weed in California, this is the post. And I said, the UK needs to grow the fuck up. And I said, call in Dr. Green Thumbs, which is, like, the name of the shop, send hemp. (laughs) And there were just, like, little tiny word plays. I was like, this is so funny. I just... I feel these days, like, now that the smoke's finally, late, like, cleared a little bit, I feel like I'm now even more amused by the dumbest shit. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, it's so fun entertaining yourself like that, though. It's great. Send I was listening to Dr. Green Thumb the other day at work, and it was great. And then I was like, I am not supposed to listen to explicit <laughs> music at work, and I probably shouldn't be listening to this tune, but it was great. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it's actually their shops. It's their weed shops. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's their post, so I sent it, and that's why I was like, Dr. Green from Send Him. <laughs> I'm hoping one day they'll sponsor me and I can get to do, like, a show. My, my plan is to do, like, one show a week where, like, I get, like, a friend and we sit and smoke a joint, and have a pizza, a couple beers, and just nice. have that as, like, the one time a week where I do it because I just, I'm definitely one of those people I've realised daily use is not good for me at all. Not mm-hmm. good for my head. It just makes me lazy and i don't i don't necessarily trust like average weed here these days but mm. i'm still from california so it's all good <laughs> it in. Um, i need to push just now anyway because i've got maddie on next cool. this will be my third podcast on the road tonight really oh hot damn yeah it's been a lot um my throat gets so I'm going to have to figure out something. Go and get some honey, some honey in your tea. I actually did the most Asian thing I've done in a while. I just had a cup of hot water. I've been, yeah, man, I've been on the hot water as well. It's like, hang, I always drink a lot more hot water in winter as well because it's yeah. cold. Yeah, it's been a strange day and uh, like, because it's been quite sunny, but there's definitely been this weird chill in the air. I think it's like when, when, it, when, it's the, when there's a chill in the air, but the air is really moist, it just fucking... I don't know, like freezing your throat or something. It was really beautiful here today. And then just as I was finishing work, then the har started rolling in off the sea and it got yeah. really, really chilly, but like looked amazing. I was telling the boys my schedule and, were, and I was like, this is how you, this is like, you have to start to realize, like how, once you realize how you work, the schedule is so beneficial. And I said mm-hmm. to them, so for example, I've now got six hours of podcasts for free podcasts, like two hours per slot. They're not going to be necessarily two hours long. Mm. But I've got this like timed out and I was like so what I did is I just made sure I had a little bit extra time before lunch so I had that in lunch and then a little bit of spare time so I've got loads of time to chill out 
so then I can work solid through the podcasts. Nice. And then what I did is I just went for a walk with the homies in the sunshine, walked down to Leaf. And it's funny because George was like, you really want to skate and stuff. And I was like, bro, I did, when I messaged you yesterday, you said you weren't going to skate today. <laughs> and so we're just going to go for a walk. And then he was just, I think he just really needed a joint. He's also been stopping smoking. So he's just been a bit on edge, right. I think. You know? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have like these. So mm-hmm. I feel him. I feel like I've crossed the wall, though, and he's still like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I had a wee chill time. Went for a nice walk in that and then came in. I've just been. Nice. Does it? Do you have a pretty quick turnover for editing these or do you? Right now, I'm not putting too much effort in, man, because like yeah. there's such like I'm very focused on getting into the routine of meeting people and getting like into the habits of conversation and trying to figure yeah. out how to format them in a way. But I do want it to be a kind of like relaxed thing. Like, you know, I just I do want to be able to just sit and have chat shit. Like, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want there to be a topic. Like, I keep telling this because like, obviously, like it's International Women's Day, but all I'm doing is like talking to the women I know and just patching all the boys mm-hmm. for the week. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not that we necessarily have to talk about women issues or anything like that. It's not. To, it's just to give that platform mm-hmm. to the women for a week because it's International Women's Day. You know what I mean? It's actually my my mom's birthday on the eighth of March, so that's what I'm thinking about. I don't give a oh, shit about International Women of the one. Yeah, she's gonna be the International Women of the Day. She is an international woman. She's from the States, so there you go. Oh, there you go. Fucking hell. Well, that's why you know what? That's why you're so fucking good with your schedule. The Americans fucking they're just they're just so fucking they just know how to schedule shit so well. Really? Yeah, man. How do you not, you not see, you know this because you've grown up with your mum being an American? See me, when I meet an American these days, mm. they're like they either don't have time for you or they have an allotted time for you. <laughs> And they just, they just, they just, I think they're just, when you look at their culture, that's the way they are. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're Google Calendar mm. masters. And on top of that, they're just, they just, they're just fucking, honestly, when I meet an American, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I do like loads. I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. I'm just like, what? <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, and I met uni doing this. And I'm just like, shut up. There's no fucking way. Grow up in a nine-to-five family. Mm. You know, like, clean the house and stuff, go to work, clean the house and stuff. Nothing else, there's not, like, you know, it's just mostly just work and recreation and cleaning Mm. the house. There's no schedule to it, so you actually don't, like, that's that's the thing I realise, like, once, I'm actually super fucking productive once I get on a good schedule. Mm. I I think I inherited my my intense punctuality from my mum, so... Maybe, maybe it's the Yankiner. I don't know. Telling you, man, they fucking know shit. Hmm. <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, we so closely relate ourselves with Americans in a weird way, but we're not anything. I don't think like culture here is anything like it. Yeah, no. Have you have you ever been to the states? Uh, I went to Florida once. Hmm. It's also really, you know, people people talk about like America as if it's one place, which it is technically, but it's also like a huge 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 place yeah and like you know even talking about the uk as one place is insane because yeah scotland versus england blah 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 blah, and like scotland versus other parts of scotland it's edinburgh versus glasgow like we don't have any beef there's no beef between edinburgh and glasgow but we still like to debate it because it's fun Mm. (laughs) you know what i mean we recognize our differences but they're they're definitely it's super different vibes yeah yeah but i mean i say the same thing like if you go it's like i always say this to people when they come here i'm like you know it's so hard when because we're all countries, but our governments are really just there to kind of provide security. 
but that doesn't necessarily make us the same people. We're just living the mm-hmm. same country. And I can, and it's like when, when, especially when the foreigners come here who are like brand new to the country and they've come straight to Edinburgh. I'm like, if you want to know what Scotland's like, just jump on a train one hour in that direction. And you'll soon find out that people are completely different. Mm-hmm. And then take another couple hours and go up to Aberdeen and you'll yeah, find yeah. out that people are completely different. Yeah. And then just go 20 minutes up the road to Fraserburgh and you'll find out that people are just completely yeah. speaking a whole other language. Yeah. <laughs> Fraserburgh yeah. particularly has, has got, I'm not sure what the history is, but the history up there is apparently really unique because their lang- the way they speak up there is like, it's like when someone it's like when it's like when someone's from like a proper like gypsy family or a proper traveler, you know, they've got like really intense accent. But it's not really Scottish, it's not really Irish, it's no it's just like this weird amalgamation of like just <laughs> craziness. It's like that. It sounds beautiful, but I can't understand a word you're saying to me. And I'm Scottish. I send English people up there when they say like, where should they go? I might go to Fraserborough. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just want them to hear someone speak from there because I'm like, like yeah, nice. They used to phone me when I worked with my dad. So I'd be like, I'm like, Dad, that boy from Fraserburgh is on the phone for you. <laughs> my dad would understand it perfect because like he'd grow up in a more broad Scottish like family, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I honestly could not understand a word this boy was saying, but I was like, what? Um, yeah, it's been a fucking pleasure speaking to you though, man. It's gonna be good when we can yeah, fucking get together and actually fucking see each other again, eh? Super not today because like I now officially know more people who have been vaccinated than I've ever had the virus here. Really? Cool. It blows my mind. I don't know how. I don't know how. Maybe I just don't know that many people as much as I think I know. I don't know. But yeah. you know, I've heard of people who have heard of people who have had it, and I've heard mm-hmm. of like two or three people that have had it. But I've been I went to Bristol and it's like two old boys have like, yep, yeah, that's me and my vaccine now. My mum's like, I've had my vaccine now, and like, you know, like you know. Or like even a couple of people who I know are like kind of frontline workers are like, yeah, I've got my vaccine booked for next week and blah blah blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all these cunts are all of a sudden getting vaccines. I'm like, none of us have had the virus though. It's really mm-hmm. weird, man. Because like you look at the news and you go outside and it's just oh, so confusing. But you know, I brought it up to the flat to kind of bring the idea like, when can we start doing it? And I think we're just agreed that we're just waiting to see what you know what the mm-hmm. government says. Really, I think we're yeah. we're willing to, we're willing to just wait out. Yeah, it's good. So dad's had his vaccine very excited at some point i may be able to go and spend time with my friends <laughs> yeah i know i kind of wait it's going to be quite good to be honest i feel like mm. i'm definitely getting to the point where i'm like i need some contact yeah i'll hit you when i whenever i actually start going back to college then i'll hit you up at one time we can go and do some outside stuff yeah man for sure we definitely need to make some music as well i mean i can pretty much send you beats all the time mm. yeah, yeah maybe i just need to do that you need to <laughs> I need to look. I've got I've got far too much. I need to finish with Robin, and then also do some stuff with the honey farm, and then after that, then boom, you're my you're my three top priority. <laughs> nah, you just need to Google Calendar. I'm telling you, I just need to schedule it better. You're right. You're right. Oh, you're too much recreation. I bet you're just sitting about. Look at you doing right now. You're just lazing around in bed. <laughs> in bed. It's what? It's like seven. That's me in bed for the night. I'm done. Wait, wait. Good uh, talking. Yeah. yeah, I need to go. Right, it's good chatting to you. Bye. Bye.